This is it. This is it. The podcast, My Road Trips Planner. Hey, this is Shane. Welcome. If you're looking for a podcast that talks about road trips, you'll find it right here, right now. Hey, so welcome. And, you know, so today I want to talk about an interstate highway. And so I know we've talked about Interstate 95, which is probably the one highway I've been on most of my life. And if you live in Connecticut on the shore, you you know Interstate I-95. And you know Interstate I-91 if you go north. And so those are the two main ones in Connecticut. And we'll talk about those things too when we go to um, talking about the states. And you know, this, this interstate, Interstate 81, what's really awesome about it is that it essentially, it runs from New York. Let me actually get the town for you. So we're on the same page. So it runs from, where is it here? I wrote it down. I know I did. Oh, Westwardly Islands, New York, in the north, and goes all the way down to Dandridge, Tennessee in the south and so once it gets to Dandre it actually becomes I-40 and so but what I really like about I-81 is that it's very rural not rural I should say it's almost foresty there's a lot of there's a lot to look at but there's not a lot of big towns um, you know probably the biggest city I-81 actually goes through is probably Syracuse in New York. Other than that, it goes through these other smaller towns. And I think what's really nice about it, it almost runs along the Appalachian Trail. So that's always really nice to watch. But in about 1954, there was a segment of the highway being built up in New York. And it really... It was being built, but at the time, it was just a segment. And, but in the mid-1950s, in Hagerstown, there was a bypass created, which would be part of the I-81 system. And so, but that was the official built of I-81. Even though there was a segment built in New York in 1954, it wasn't really till 19... To the mid 1950s, and so in 19, so finally in 1959, when there was a segment built in Maryland, which touched PA, they officially named it I-81. But it really wasn't until 1978 that it was built. So essentially, the highway was took a lot quicker than I-95. But this highway is about 855 miles long from north to south. And so it's one of those highways that runs through New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, West 
it's Virginia and Tennessee. And so it runs through six states. And so as we talked before, to really be officially an interstate, you have to run from state to state. Now, that is probably 90% of the rule, but there's other places it doesn't always work like that. But (laughs) I-81 is an interstate because it goes through multiple states. And so one thing I always loved about this interstate is that I felt like I was on a back road. I really like there's something about I-81 that makes me feel like I'm in the country. There's like these rolling hills. It, it's just it's just beautiful. You know, it's so different from its counterpart of I-95 because I-95 is essentially it goes through a lot of cities, a lot of cities. And you know, those cities are, you know, it's a it's a great highway I-95. But it, it keeps you in the city mode. This always busy. I-81 can get to places where you just feel like, where am I? I'm like, am I in another country? Am I in another place? If you're familiar with I-95 or even thinking about I-5 out in California, like that's another highway that's so busy too. But I-81 is one of those places, like, it, it's busy around Syracuse. It's busy when you start getting closer to those more major cities. And some of the cities that, some of the bigger cities that they go through, but not, they're not really huge cities, but you have, like, Harrisburg. You have Haggard, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Hagertown, Maryland, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I said Syracuse earlier, uh, Roanoke, Virginia. So there's like these really cool cities in Harrisburg, which is really cool because it's the capital of Pennsylvania, is a nice place too. I just went there not too long ago. Uh, I think it was last year we were driving, me and a buddy of mine was driving from Pittsburgh to back to towards Philadelphia. And it was really nice. The, the building was lit up, the Capitol building. It was just a really cool building. But there's a lot of cool places you can see on I-81. One is probably the biggest one is the Hershey Chocolate World. So in Hershey, Pennsylvania, you have, there's a park there. And then there's the factories are there that make all the chocolate for Hershey's. So if you're looking for a good time, that's a good place. In Pennsylvania, probably my favorite beer is uh, Yingli. Probably said it wrong, but that's the way I say it, Yingli. Um, brewery is out in Pennsylvania, which I've been to. Um, I actually went, I want to say, it's, it might be two years now is the last time I went. There's Rock Island Lighthouse State Park, which is up in New York, which is very nice. I haven't been there, but I hear it's very beautiful. Davy Crockett's Memorial and his birthplace, and that's in... I believe that's in, um, get this right, Tennessee. Ooh, I don't want to mess that up because I don't want people from Tennessee being like, he ain't in Virginia, boy. And I'll be like, okay, I apologize. Um, then there's the grave of Dr. Pepper in Virginia. There's also the Virginia Museum of Transportation, which just looks really cool. I, I got to get there one day. I love museums about cars and about trains and about airplanes you know just about transportation itself 
And then there's a National Bridge Park in Virginia. So there's a lot of places you can go. Um, I'm trying to remember Roanoke. I, I know I've been to Roanoke a couple times, but I was I was young when I was in Roanoke. Um, but I always remember we were coming down, almost felt like we were coming down a mountain when we were going to pass Roanoke. But Roanoke was always that part where we felt like that's where a lot of times my, when as kids, we would drive down to Florida, we would get to Roanoke, and then we would go back towards the coast. And it's just something my, my dad always, he, he sometimes just thought it was so busy on I-95 sometimes that you can just go shoot down 81 and then come back over and it, sometimes it's about the same or it could be quicker. But if it was about the same, he definitely would do it. And I love it, too. You know, I know you got to go out a little bit and then come down. Because essentially, I-95 goes through, you know, parts of Pennsylvania. But it really goes through New Jersey, mostly, when you're going straight down. And so, when, you, when you're going straight down, you don't, you're not out that far. So, you have to almost go out to, towards Harrisburg which is a little bit ways in to Pennsylvania. But I also, you know, just really enjoyed the scenery. It was always just beautiful, just trees, farms. It just was one of those highways that you felt like you could take a break in life. Like it really felt, I mean, that stretch, once you get back past Haggardstown, it really becomes this just beautiful scenery. It's like a picture. And that's one thing I always loved about I-81. So as much as like I drive a lot on I-95 and I, that's, you know, I've, I've driven almost all of I-95. There's just something about I-81 that is just absolutely amazing. And I've actually driven most of I-81 I've actually like just went straight up at one time, almost to Syracuse. Um, but I don't think I've ever been past Syracuse. And also um, I've been to the Southern part where it becomes a different interstate. And so I've always, you know, that's why I really like this highway. But that stretch that between leaving Haggardstown and Roanoke is probably one of the most beautiful parts. I mean, even coming into, um, Scranton and Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. And you know, I lived in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania for a little bit as a kid. And there's just something like when you're driving through there, you just feel like you're in the mountains. Because you know, Wilkesbury and Scranton are like in valleys. But there's just something really amazing about them. And I just feel like if you get the opportunity to go down I 81, I think you'll really see what I'm talking about, that if you're making your way to Tennessee and you're in Pennsylvania, you know, I-81 might be that place for you, you know, to take that, that little trip. It's just a really beautiful highway. And it's almost like, it just feels like a hidden gem sometimes, that highway, compared to a lot of highways I've been on. Because that that one stretch, and I keep talking about Hagerstown to Roanoke, it's just beautiful. It's like you're just on this, 
it feels like you're on a back road that you can drive 60 miles an hour on. It just, it really feels like that. And so I just, you know, I think about this highway and I think about all the things, you know, America itself, of how we've, we've created this interstate highway system. And if you go pat back, um, we've had two episodes back to back about the interstate highway system. And, you know, when you, you know, 81, you know, is a north to south highway because it's an odd number. If it was an even number, it would be east to west or west to east. And so, you know, and that's the really cool thing about, you know, making your way somewhere too. And the closer you know you're to the east coast, it's because you're in the higher numbers, 81. If you were in closer numbers, like smaller numbers, like five or, yeah, five, you're out in California, essentially. So if you're on 95, you're on the east coast. Um, but if you're in between there, five and 95, then you're you're not on a coast. You're just, um, but you're closer to that coast. So the higher the number, so it's closer to the East Coast 81 than it is to the West Coast. But again, you know, this highway, I think what's really interesting about the differences between this highway and I-95 is that the amount of time it took. But what I, I've noticed a lot, even in, for I-95, there's a lot of places that already had these segments of highway being built even before the highway itself was officially being um, being built. So, again, I-95 between, I mean, I-81 between 1959 and 1978 is the official times it was, it was built. So it was about what is that, 19 years? So about 19 years it took them to build instead of the over 60 years to build I-95. But this interstate highway system, I just think is really cool. It's really fascinating to me. Um, but most of all, I think just getting out there and just seeing these places. You know, we have a system that just takes us where we need to go, essentially. We followed that road. That's where we're going. I know we got GPS. But if you know that, hey, I got to take I-81 all the way south. And you're making your way to like Roanoke, for example. But you're leaving out of Harrisburg. You just go south. And you just stay on the highway. You don't have to go anywhere else. You just stay on the highway. And so, you know, take the opportunity. You know, after we talk about the states and stuff, we'll talk about some more interstates. Um... But take your time, you know, be there. Go go see the the I-81 if you get the opportunity. I, I, I really tell you. I know there's um you know up in the north near Syracuse it's really crowded. It's not as it's not as nice. Um, but the more you get down, the more you go, you know. You'll get to see more, you'll get to be in the the sense of it all. But yeah, I hope this helps. I hope it gives you the adventure to just get out there and just move and just find a new place to, you know, have an adventure. Because we can all have an adventure. We just have to get out there and do it ourselves. So, hey, this is it. This is it. The podcast, My Road Trips Planner. And my name is Shane. Thanks for listening. 
Hey, the road's open. Let's drive.